Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. We realized the gap that we're facing that's stopping the growth is that we don't have the governance or the ecosystem that supports it to grow further and scale up, even though the programs and the projects are really worth it. Three, two, one. My name is Spree Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. I am absolutely grateful to be here in Muscat, Oman. Am I saying it right? Yeah. Okay. Phew. It's in the Middle East and it is, a lot of people are like, Oman, where's that? It's close to Dubai. And I'm sure a lot of you know where Dubai is. We are in a coffee house right now. There are some chatty cats behind us that just started talking out of nowhere as life does, but that is okay. And we will get started. And so if you hear some background noise, if you hear some people talking, don't worry. It's it's just life. Today, I have two amazing women in business here in Oman. So go ahead and why don't you both each introduce yourselves? Dr. Miriam Tobayla from Oman. I'm the founder of MT Consulting for Strategy and Innovation Management System Establishment. Wala Hamdan. I'm a startup coach and entrepreneurship consultant, and I'm also fundraising for a VC fund that invest, will invest in women-led tech startups. That's amazing. First, before we even get started into the VC fund and business in Oman, can you tell us a little bit about what the startup economy is like here in Oman? Very early stage. There are mainly um, early stage ideation stage, like pre-seed seed stage companies. We ha- only have a couple of company, uh, a couple of startups that have gone past Series A. So it's still very early, very young. A lot of great ideas, a lot of energy. But uh, I think there is a struggle for most people in the market to gain traction and to scale. So there's a lot of energy that's being put in into the pre-seed seed, but it's not translating into Series A beyond companies, except for like a few cases. And what is the main categories of uh, startups here? What industries are they typically in? The most successful ones that I've seen are providing services for oil and gas companies. So they they are the founders have worked in the oil and gas sector and they saw problems. And then they leave the big oil and gas companies and they start companies, startups that solve those problems. Those have been the most successful. Other ones I've seen have been in media, retail. Um, there's a ton of energy going into fintech right now because the Central Bank of Oman have put through a sandbox. So they're working on um, getting licenses for payment gateways and wallets and all sorts of stuff. Um, there is an accelerator by Amantel, which is one of the uh, telecom operators in the country, which has put also a lot of energy into tech companies just across the board. So it's it's diverse. 
Um, but I think the most successful companies have been the ones that have seen a real need in the market and have gone after it. And that's helped them. And Dr. Miriam, you have some thoughts on this. Yeah, additional to what Wala have said, um, we do have a lot of amazing ideas and we do have really bright minds. And like uh, Wala said, I would add that a lot of the companies that are really booming with all the challenges are the ones that are related to the technology. One, because they are really solving problems where Oman market is actually um, trying to tackle everything that's related to performance improvement and efficiency, which has been a challenge for a very long time. And a lot of the startups that are solving this particular issue are, are the ones that are booming. And a lot of them are app related and a lot of them are technology related and they've solved a lot of the problems and 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 not to forget this movement towards supporting the startups with all the challenges that, that Wala has righteously said the vision of 2040 of Oman is really emphasizing on the acceleration of innovation in Oman whether it was the startups whether it was entrepreneurs and the organizations themselves is being supported in the strategic goals. They are looking and pushing for that to happen. They're trying to become the 20th in the world in the Global Innovation uh, Index. And for that, they have been in the past year working so hard in different governmental institutes, raising and promoting for the PPP, which is Private-Public Partnership, to support startups, to support SMEs that could solve the problems for different larger corporates. That's where we are. Nevertheless, we are facing a lot of uh, challenges in that um, this is our major, major challenge, which I found uh, while I was working with the uh, health labs for improving the investment for healthcare. There's so many ideas, so many innovations, and then comes the legalities and the work process, the processes for this to come to see the light, commercialization, scaling up and everything. And we've realized the gap that we're facing that's stopping the growth is that we don't have the governance or the ecosystem that supports it to grow further and scale up, even though the programs and the projects are really worth it. Mm -hmm. And this is where MT Consulting has actually come was born yeah is the experience yes, yeah, yeah the experience that i had with all these smes and startups wanting to solve certain pro certain problems for corporates but then how do they start where do they go with who who should give them the license right why aren't they giving the license so i realized that there is a the trend growing in the market towards something called innovation management system where actually it fosters the culture of innovation in the organization and puts pillars that are important for the ecosystem of innovation to happen. Mm -hmm. And even if you have so many, so many, so many innovations, you will not see the value if you do not have the ecosystem that supports it. And that's where we are right now. This is what we're trying to raise. I've been working on this for six months now. It's still very new to the market. But like Wala said, with all these gaps and challenges, there are actually opportunities for a business to grow. And tell me more about your VC fund i mean sure. that's exciting it is but it's been a really uphill battle like just fundraising in the current climate globally has been a challenge so with actually a silicon valley based accelerator called vc lab i joined them in january and we just graduated in june um, helping us 
structure the fund and helping us fundraise and put the deck together and everything. We're, we're targeting a five to $10 million fund. So it's small, even by our region standards, but we see tremendous opportunity investing in women in the Middle East. There is no fund that is dedicated to women. We're top performers, businesses that are women-led to have better returns and seeing it as an underserved market being women founders are not getting enough funding. Right, everywhere. Two percent, even yeah. I guess in the Middle East and globally, it's around two to three percent. We see it as an underserved market that has a need and we want to meet that need by investing in the top women from the region. How can people find out more? Where should they go? My LinkedIn, probably. They, they can reach out to me there. Can you um, share uh, your spelling of your name so they could find you on LinkedIn? Yes, so Wala, W-A-L-A-A. Hamdan, H-A-M-D-A-N. Feel free to reach out to me there and uh, I'm happy to share more. You talked a little bit about, Dr. Miriam, about there being essentially blocks, like programs exist, but then there's not the foundation for it and the top isn't recognizing the programs as strong as you'd like them to. So what needs to happen so that the ecosystem as a whole becomes a lot stronger? The governance needs to be clear. Like for instance, if it's a FinTech, they need to know where to go, what department, in, for instance, the finance or the trade, uh, Ministry of Trades, for instance. If it's, for instance, a health or a medical innovation, they need to have an entity that they could refer to. Right now, we don't have these entities. Even in the, the ministries, which are the legal bodies, the, the legislating bodies, they still, we still didn't reach to a stage where we have the caliber to create these departments and the qualifications so that when we do have this innovation or innovative solution, whether it was an idea in itself or the product, that they, they really know the stages. We're still there. We're still trying to figure out what is it that we need to do? So we had few entities, but then they either phased out or they died or something happened on the way, which made us realize that, okay, something needs to be done on the governance level where, where the, the people in charge need to impose or enforce a body, an entity that would recognize and have a process, international standardized process, maybe seamless you know, flow of where they need to go, what they need to do. Once they reach to a commercialization stage, where do they need to go? When they need the license from X, Y, and Z ministry. In the ministry, where do, where do they need to go? We're still in that phase. This is where we are. And we're hoping, hoping, hoping with the Vision 2040, a lot of these um, issues are going to be solved because right now I've learned from a friend of mine that there is an entity called Invest Oman. Mm-hmm where basically they're trying to make investors enter Amman with ease mm. rather than face all the obstacles. So they put all the departments that are in charge of processing the papers of the investor in one place. Mm. So at least now we've solved this. With that being said, we have investors for the startups and maybe now they will consider having the bodies that are in charge to fill that gap. And can investors be from outside the Middle East? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. That's exactly why they did Oman invest and awesome. it seems like a number of the um, uh, Vision 2040 products, byproducts of the projects, um, have been adopted 
by a number of investors, which is a good start. What are some of the top resources Wella, of, that exist for the startup community? I was able to be connected to you through Startup Grind Muscat, which is awesome. I think Startup Grind is such a needed organization. If you don't already know Startup Grind, definitely Google Startup Grind and find the Startup Grind subchapter in your city. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the other resources, accelerators, communities that we should really look into to tap more into the Omani um, startup ecosystem? That's a Really good question. So Startup Grind just kicked off again. I used to be the director for a few years here and they just kicked off again and they're running a monthly series of events hosting people from across the region into the country to to share their stories with the ecosystem in Oman. There is um, Al-Rudha, which means the lounge in, in English. They're a co-working space and they're part, they're part of the ecosystem working on the development of the ecosystem. Omantel, which I mentioned, they have uh, innovation labs. They welcome anyone to just come and work from there and meet the startups and meet the team. It's a really cool space. So absolutely, you should check that out. Who else? And there's the one, uh, the, the national one, which is the Innovation Center in, uh, in the university, uh, Sultan Qaboos University campus. This is basically supporting a lot of the startups from the college, from the university itself, and from outside. And it's like basically a huge, big center with different labs for different uh, startups to come and test their, their, their products or services or ideas. And then the last question I'd like to ask the both of you, and it's the question I'm feeling most passionate about, is, as I shared with you before our interview, Oman has been extraordinary experience for me. I I think this is uh, like a magical hidden secret in the world. I'm going to ask a question that I already know the answer to, but I just want to ask for the global public um, who maybe isn't familiar with the Middle East and not familiar with Oman. Is Oman safe? Yes. (laughs) It's one of the safest countries in the world. I think in the top 10. Yeah, top 10 more peaceful by the global index, yes, right? Exactly. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. It is. We kind of call it this, this the, the Arab Switzerland. Yeah, it's it's peaceful. It's a place where you can rehabilitate and rehabilitate. Yeah, it's safe on every level uh, for kids, for elderly, for families, for for girls. Yeah. No, it's absolutely it's safe important for women. For women. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's it's a great place for nature, for hikes and snorkeling if you're a hiking person or if you're a water and beach person. It has the best beaches in the Middle East, hands down. Yeah. It's it's a great place to visit. It's a really good place to live, especially with young kids. And what are the advantages of building a startup here in Oman in Muscat? versus somewhere else in the world? I would probably say right now with the changes in the Vision 2040, the movement is going towards attracting more investors and investors because of the safety and because of Oman's peaceful nature and because it's a virgin country considered compared to all the other neighboring countries, there will be a growth it could probably be slow, but there's a growth and there's a demand on investing in Oman more than any other Arab country because of all these features that we've just mentioned. And we have been uh, we have been realizing that there is more, like I said, more um, 
more processes to ease for investors. So when there are startups that want to start here, they probably have a chance to find investors that had tried other countries and now they want to settle in Oman and they're looking for startups. Yeah. That's that's probably the advantage that I would say is going to be happening very soon totally. in the near And a lot of people move to where I live, Los Angeles, for the lifestyle. I'm telling you, Muscat for the lifestyle. It's amazing. It's a, it's amazing. And when I got here, I knew nothing. I was, I knew what I saw on the media about things in general in the world, and I didn't know if I was safe as a woman. I didn't know if I was safe driving around. I, you know. And I have never felt more protected, loved, supported, empowered. Mm. Muscat and Oman, and uh, like, it's amazing. It, it does mean a lot to hear you say that, but I yeah. would just circle back to the question as well. I see Oman as a good starting point to um, expand across into the GCC, the Gulf countries, but also you have easy access to India, you have easy access to Africa. It's really centrally Iran. located, Iran. We Great do, point. Yeah, we do, uh, we have open business with Iran. So it, it really is a good uh, base to go regional and global from here. Amazing. Yeah. And one more thing in terms of the startups that could be happening, and there are probably more than startups, Anything related to health retreats, Oman is a location for it because it has the nature, mm. it has the energy of peace yeah. and that harmony in the, in the city in itself and the suburbs around it makes it a very good spot for resorts, for retreat resorts, detox resorts, uh, rehabilitation resorts, uh, medical centers, cancer centers. It is the spot and there's a lot of eye on it and there's a lot of investors waiting for the chance to, to, to create that because there's a lot of demand not for the Omani community but from the, the from the areas neighboring countries right. like Iran would want to come and get treated here Pakistan would probably want to uh, India would want to the Gulf region in general would want to come to Oman like when you go to Thailand yeah it's the same it's, almost the same similar amazing. beaches similar palm trees everything yeah. is almost the same it's incredible how can people connect with each of you Dr. Miriam, do you want to go for I'm nervous now because I'm like trying to be fast. <laughs> Dr. Miriam, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, basically they could find me on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Dr. D-R-M-A-R-Y-A-M, Tubaila, T-U-B-E-I-L-E-H. Also LinkedIn, as I said, Wala Hamdan, W-A-L-A-A, Hamdan, H-A-M-D-A-N, or my email, Wala W-A-L-A-A at Naama, N-E-A-M-A dot V-C. And we have a global amazing audience. If you had one ask for our global community, something that they could support you in, what something to accelerate you, what would that ask be for each of you? Because I've been fundraising for six months and because it's so painful, anything that would ease the fundraising process would be useful. Um, if it's introductions to people, if it's know-how on how to like make it go easier or even just sharing your own experience if you've been fundraising, yeah, that would be useful. I think I have an amazing contact for you. So as we okay. walk out, remind sure. me. Yeah. Considering that um, MT Consulting is working on innovation management system, which is very new and ISO is... Uh, the, the, the ISO community and uh, uh, technical community is still working on the guidelines. 
What I would really want to promote for right now, the workshop that I'm, I'm delivering, it's a simulation workshop where I use a game to put leaders and executives in one room yeah. so that they could build their own innovation management system through a game and realize the gaps that are hindering the growth of their innovation in their own organization, which is, of course, impacting the return on investment, revenues, performance. Um, so if there's anybody that's interested in building their innovation system, but they don't know where to start, I have the tools that could make them probably see where they could start, whether it was automated maturity assessment of their innovation culture or the uh, simulation workshop. Amazing. Thank you so much to you both for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. To connect and collaborate with more amazing women in tech around the world, remember to go to womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you talk to you all the things in the next episode. Bye. This is Dr. Miriam Tobaila, the founder of MT Consulting, the pioneering consulting company to align strategy to innovation and foster innovation management system to improve the innovation culture. We are in Muscat, Oman, and it's a pleasure to be in Women in Tech. This is Wala Hamdan, founder of Naame Ventures. Naame Ventures is a VC fund to invest in women-led tech startups in the Middle East. And we are in Masqat Oman, and you are listening to Women in Tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.